0: Friday Tartans. This week for episode six, we'll be talking about the recent transphobia epidemic in the United States, the Syria airstrikes, and giving our hot takes about all of the news and discourse afterwards. And we will also be interviewing the Tartan Shields News and Pursuit page editor John Trujillo, who is started his own page, and we just wanted to kind of advertise it and you know ask him how he thought of the idea.
1: This week's episode timestamps are on Instagram. At Crystal Clear Show, and also be sure to apply to journalism if you want to help us and turn the shield out next year. If you want to apply to journalism, you can talk to your English teacher or email Jeff Dubransky. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Now we would like to talk a little bit about our national news, and here I just want to give a trigger warning because there will will be we will be talking about many transphobia things that are happening across the country including the Alabama anti-trans laws that are happening and also the new super-straight movement and the woman X discourse. So last Tuesday, on March 2nd, Alabama Senate passed a bill that will ban puberty blockers and hormone treatments in minors, and even talking to minors about transgender therapies will be outlawed. It also requires school counselors to report instances of, quote, gender dysphoria. The bill sponsor, Republican Senator Shea Shona's has no medical background, said he just wanted to quote, protect children.
0: Puberty blockers are actually completely reversible medical interventions for trans teenagers who um, develop a gender, a different gender identity than the one assigned at birth or want more time to explore their gender. Doctors and psychologists warn that the limited access to puberty blockers interferes with medically necessary treatments since it's time sensitive to puberty and leads to increases in child suicides, which may not be the best way to protect children in general.
1: Mm-hmm. And we also want to point out that science and studies repeatedly prove that gender is a spectrum and being transgender is normal. The claim that, quote, transgender people will regret transitioning is not proven at all. And actually, according to Cornell University, 52 out of 56 studies indicate that transitioning has a positive impact on the mental health of transgender people. And only four indicated that it has mixed or no results and none indicated that gender transitioning has negative results
0: cut um can i give me one second i'm gonna find this suicide hotline and then say it right now so in case anyone mm-hmm. needs it. yeah okay um three two one we know this t- um wait i'm gonna cut no i'm just gonna say at the end of all everything because we have more transphobia to cover unfortunately yeah Wait. Okay. um oh god i didn't highlight this um do you want me to? Do you know how to explain this, or oh god, I should have I should have written it out. Um, I mean I
1: know, but if
0: you know more, if you then... if you wanted to go make go at it a little bit more impromptu, I'll just cover like the um. It's okay. You know how it's basically just straight people that say that they're not mm-hmm. attracted to trans people purely because they're trans, not because of like um, their like personality. Not not different. because yeah not because of personality or um genitalia preference mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh okay it's okay i I can try my best to explain it okay three two, three, two one. Over the past week, another transphobic idea that has sprung up is the super straight movement, which started originally started trending on Twitter and TikTok. Um, The original TikTok was about a cisgendered and straight man who talked about how he felt pressured to date trans women and um, turned a whole discussion to whether or not Um, it is normal to be attracted to trans people in general and the idea faced a lot of backlash in the LGBTQ community after the same person who made the TikTok started stating that he is quote super straight instead of just a regular cisgendered straight person. So um, in the LGBTQ community, a lot of people thought that, a lot of people stated that Um, the idea that not dating a trans person makes a person quote-unquote more straight insinuates that trans people aren't really their gender and this whole movement really just came across as um, straight people trying to essentially oppress and marginalize themselves within the whole discourse of gender gender identity and sexual orientation and um, now Claire there's a kind of a also backstory to this right like a lot of this mm-hmm. movement originated from somewhere called fortune fortune is essentially a quote-unquote free speech platform with very little moderation leading to many internet uh, internet people that have more extremist ideologies under right mainly to talk about um, planning neo-nazi activities white nationalist groups the proud boys have made channels on there before moving to um, other places like parlor but what are these screenshots from 4chan showing claire
1: yeah these are many there are many screenshots showing that those neo-nazi account trying to associate the two s in the super straight s and s to nazi germany's ss which is a paramilitary organization found under Hitler. And many of after many of these inner surfaces obviously it faced many backlash, not just on the whole super straight movement, but that connection also made this whole movement very anti Semitic and also
0: for sure very anti-Semitic and also just intolerant, but we can talk about our own opinions about this later. I just wanted to say really quickly that um, with all of this happening online and a lot of these conversations happening, if anyone does need to reach out, um, I'm just going to quickly state that the suicide prevention lifeline is 800-273-8255. And if any gender queer people or any LGBTQ plus people are listening to this um, and maybe feel triggered or just overall really upset about this don't hesitate to reach out for help because you deserve that help and everyone deserves that help in such a intolerant time that we live in Now going on to our international news for the week, we understand that the Syria airstrike happened last week, but last week we were also covering just the um, spike in anti-Asian hate crimes. But we still wanted to go back to this because it was a pretty significant event and actually the um, first military action uh, that was done under President Biden that we know of. So basically on, February 26, the U.S. military carried out airstrikes in Syria, targeting Iranian-backed militias. Um, Up to a a handful of militants were killed, according to U.S. officials, and uh, and the attacks were mainly a response to the quote-unquote ongoing threats to those personnel and also a response to rocket attacks on American forces in the region for the past two
1: weeks. These attacks merely drew much criticism from Democrats in Congress who thought that Biden did not brief or consult Congress committees beforehand. Representative Ro Khanna, a California Democrat in the House Armed Services Committee, told CNN that, quote, there is absolutely no justification to authorize a military strike that is not in self-defense against an imminent threat without congressional authorization. We need to extricate from the Middle East, not escalate, end quote.
0: Other Republicans seem to be pleased with these attacks from President Joe Biden. Pennsylvania Republican Senator Pat Toomey said Biden, quote, is right to respond to recent Iranian-backed attacks on Americans with this airstrike, end quote. Although we'd love to dive into the complexities that lie between the whole U.S.-Syrian and also U.S.-Iranian relations, we think it's also just really important to note for now that um, Syrian president, although a lot of particularly young people are opposed to this um, airstrike, it is good to note that Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has been criticized for leading a brutal dictatorship over Syria for the past two years. And it is also important to make it clear that um, the targeted attacks were not targeted at civilians, um, but it was just a continuation of US interventionism in the Middle East. All this to say, um, we will be sharing our personal opinions um, that don't necessarily justify at all this, um, this airstrike later in the episode. Okay, and now this is the part where we get to say what we um, really, you know, believe in and like our opinions about everything. But we want to make this quick because we have a really cool interview coming up after this. But regarding the um, whole discourse about Street and also um, the whole discourse about the Alabama anti-trans laws um as someone who has very close friends actually not just one friend but very close friends who are transgender and also are um gen- like exist outside of the gender binary are gender queer um it's hard not to become super concerned when i see this stuff because it just really feels like there's not much progress sometimes that's being made you know like with everything that you see about um a lot of conservatives saying that it's just you know trust the science right like the whole like climate change ideology but like yeah. for some reason now attached on to um gender identity like i just feel so annoyed when i see that because it's just true that the plurality of evidence we have whether if it's like confirmed confirmed by the american psychological association or the american medical association or the uk the uk's um nhs or just uh or just the um world health organization right like major major um medical and psychological organizations around the world affirm trans people and it's just really weird how we don't do you get what i'm saying claire like Mm -hmm. like really weird how they say believe the science but like the science is
1: against them in most cases right i know right exactly and like this kind of reminds me of the sign that Marjorie Taylor Greene put up um, in response to Representative Mary Newman's oh, yeah. um, transgender flag um, in the at the Capitol. So basically, it, that video was everywhere on Instagram and Twitter. But um, when they passed the um, bill that would protect all transgender people across the country, uh, Representative Mary Newman, who has a transgender um, child, I believe, and she put up a transgender flag you know, as just um, a celebration of the passing of the bill. But um, he, her office happens to be right across the hallway of Marjorie Taylor Greene's office. And when she put that flag up, Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to put up a sign that says there are only two genders the science. And again, as Crystal said, there's so many studies out there, probably almost all the studies that shows that Um, gender is a spectrum. There's not just two genders and transgender people are valid. And it is just very frustrating to see like many people using science against this human right, even when the science is actually like confirming this human right. And, you know, in fact, too, the thing about puberty blockers, like the thing about purity blockers is that it gives more people, um, people who are having, questioning their gender, more time to consider you know everything they're talking about and i think this is just such an important medical advancement that's being ripped away from so many people like right now across the country and it's just very frustrating to see it that we're kind of going back not moving forward yeah like
0: the whole regression is really just mind-boggling to say the least and speaking of regression too like speaking about um u.s middle east relationships and like tensions and stuff i felt like a lot of what we said i tried i don't know i'm gonna be clear like when we wrote this when i wrote that part of the script i just wanted to make it like clear about the facts of the issue but we just don't have time to go into the whole problem of um western nations dividing up the middle east into regions that just regions filled with people that just simply don't Um, get along and that whole issue of imperialism coming up again when we talk about um, U.S. Middle East relationships right like we have to understand Mm -hmm. that a lot of the issues that we intervene on are also caused by either either our allies like in Europe or just caused by us right like if you think about the Taliban and if you think about other like quote-unquote terrorist groups um, around the Middle East those were a product of interventionism and just a product of us responding to left wing, um, left wing presidents and like democracy happening to uh, to grow in the Middle East. And it just, it's really hard to talk about this subject without spending, you know, a full 20 minutes on on it. But I think it's it's safe to say that I think it's safe to say that we've really just messed up in the middle east and i personally don't think that pulling out right away is the best idea because it is a fact that our um the infrastructure there is just not able to hold itself due to you know us like us us Mm -hmm. um but also at the same time like stepping in and intervening just creates more of a problem where like young people there just end up resenting both their own government like assad And also resenting the United States, right? And then that it's just there's no real solution, unfortunately, to this besides real like diplomacy and like negotiations between both sides and like careful execution of um foreign policy relations. But it's yeah, it's complicated and it's messed up and we hope if you're listening to this part of the podcast that um you can go educate yourself a little bit about it. We don't we might do like I, i'm thinking about maybe doing a more like informative historical like episode about it soon but it's definitely a lot to think about especially when we live in the united states where the news is very centered on um on like how they negatively they being like the group that we may have like airstriked or attacked negatively affect our troops instead of how in the past we've uh just destroyed any infrastructure of democracy that they've Upheld for any amount of time. But yeah. You have anything? To add?
1: For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with everything that you said. And a lot of people justifying the airstrikes against the Middle East now kind of don't like understand the historical part of it. But then I do see like just both sides of the issue is that there are many aggressive movements in the Middle East um, towards the American troops. However, that still doesn't justify just bombing whenever we want to. And I definitely agree that this has to be solved without war. I feel like the war has been going on for years and years and we haven't seen any really tangible results that will really stabilize the Middle East. And I do think that diplomacy is gonna play a key part in this. But then again, I feel like the United States Um, And the Western world have lost the trust of those in the Middle East, especially the civilians Mm who have seen their countries like literally um, torn apart, right? Yeah, torn apart um, by Western influences and the United States influences throughout history. So I think that diplomacy should be the way, but I don't know, or I don't even know anyone knows if it's really going to work out with the very thin line that we're walking here so yeah and then going back to the historical kind of context i think i you know if you read there are many coupes actually structured by the backed by the american military in order to use that to our advantage mm-hmm. and reading about it is just problematic in so many ways the fact that we blame the middle east for being quote unquote backwards is that we perpetrated that backward movement yeah. you know they were going forward like in the nineteen hundreds, if you look at these, many of these countries are actually thriving. The scientific advancements are like incredible. And then yet Western civilization decided to, you know, intervene and use that to our advantage, like yeah. in so many years, like for centuries, really. And it's just, you know, a very difficult situation that we started and then now we had to end it, but then we don't know how to end it without starting yeah more. exactly
0: i agree and it's a sad thing to see from uh, not you know from a very privileged uh, american perspective mm-hmm. it's still a, a perspective that you know understands it all I, ca- I can't compare that to what it's like to be in the middle east right now being fearing like the american government your own government you know so yeah mm-hmm. it's a lot to cover and thank you to anyone who's listening to our little hot takes on this and now we're gonna go to our community interview yeah so joining us today is john and john is part of our journalism team and honestly i think one of the first journalism people i met when i first when i joined um journalism this year and i'm gonna let john introduce himself first but we're mainly going to talk about his um, page that he created for our school newspaper. And yeah, but go ahead, John, if you want to introduce yourself, go for it.
2: All right, hi, I'm John Trujillo, obviously. And uh, for journalism, I'm the news and pursuit editor. Um, a little bit about myself, I'm like the average nerd. I'm I'm smart, I play video games, I watch anime, but uh, I like to say that I'm a little different just because, you know, I'm friendly. And most nerds are not. And, yeah, I think that's what really made me join Journ join was because it was uh social Very like that. Very
1: interesting. And what is the page that you created, and why did you create it?
2: So, uh, news is already a thing. So that's the one I was already an editor for. And so I, I just came up with the idea one night about the Pursuit page, which is the page I made. And it was just it it was weird. it was like one of those nights where you just can't sleep and you're constantly thinking about things, and so that was one of those nights, and I was just sitting there like, "What am I going to do with my life?" And you know it's not one of those easy questions to answer and so I just like sat there for like two hours at three a m and so then it spiraled into be like, "Oh, maybe I want to be a teacher and i I was like, "That's kind of weird, though. I wonder what that's like and I was like, "Oh." I'll interview one of my favorite teachers about it. And I was like, wait, an interview? That's like journalism. I should do a journalism story for it. And I was like, wait, a story? Like, this is a whole page. What do you mean? Cause even though even though it's obvious that we already interview people, there's not really I don't think there's really a place for this kind of story that we already have on our newspaper. So that's why I came I brought up the idea to dudes, and I just thought that this was such a good idea to help people get more of like an insider on the fields they want to go into yeah
0: for sure I really love that idea and I've listened to like so many podcasts and read so many cool articles of that exact like format that you do so I'm really thankful that you brought it to um our journalism newspaper and our whole group and stuff so yeah and um speaking about journalism just in general what's been your favorite part about journalism since you joined I think you joined last year right
2: yeah so um I kind of already mentioned it, but it, it, to me, it's, like, the atmosphere. I, like, everyone everyone in that class is, like, your friend. Even if you don't really like them, they're still friendly to you. Everyone, it just seems like everyone is, every, this is what everyone says, but everyone says it's a family, and it really is. And you just go in there in the morning. It's one of those classes where, like, you don't want to wake up for it, but when, you, when you're there, it's, like, it, it's worth it because it's just all fun. We get our work done, but in a non- depressing way and yeah it's just one of those atmospheres where you're glad to be there and it's just people you love being around
0: I love the description of you like being there sorry I love the description of um, getting work done in a non-depressing way that really for me too (laughs) yeah and yeah circling back to (laughs) um, being a smart nerd who watches anime just out of curiosity, since I'm also trying to be a friendly, smart nerd, um, what is what what anime character are you trying to become? Like, what vibes are you trying to emasculate, if that makes sense?
2: Well, I'm glad you're trying to get into the field, and I'll be honest with you, Levi from Attack on Titan, that, that's my man right there. I Oh, man. Like, there's no other character like that, and I don't know, the way he just dominates every room he steps into. That's, that's Out of curiosity,
0: to do. too, doesn't Levi clean? Isn't, but not to say that that's a bad
2: Yes, because oh, that's what a I real see, man I does. <laughs> 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 I the
0: kitchen. Burger okay, okay. okay. King is quaking. Anyway. I've had a lot of friends also simp for Levi before, so I bet I bet you'd make a great Levi-esque character, John. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on our oh, podcast and telling us a bit about your Pursuit page. And we definitely recommend everyone who's listening to go check out our... Um, whatever our latest issue magazine issue is to go read some of the interviews that we've conducted and we hope we can even like have a little live interview on our podcast with john and whoever we're interviewing to in the future but thank you john
2: bye
1: The Claire Show is a podcast by the Glendora Turn Shield at Glendora High School, and is hosted by Crystal O'Dato and Claire Liu.
0: Special thanks to everyone in our journalism class. This specific Q and A was produced and edited by Crystal and Claire.
1: If you would like to check out the Tartan Shield stories and newspaper, you can head to our website tartanshield.com. Our Instagram page is at ghsturnshield, and our Twitter is at turnshield.
0: If you would like to submit a topic that you'd like us to cover or contact us in any way, you can fill out our Google form in the biography of our Instagram page. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you next Friday at 8 a.m.